A big thank you to our sponsor, iFixit, who fights for your right to repair and makes really cool tools in the process. If you need to fix your phone, laptop, or even a vacuum, iFixit has thousands of parts, tools, and free guides. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She's a beacon of hope in the darkest night. Mercury, Mercury Stardust. She'll teach you how to make it all alright. Hey there, hi, my name is Mercury, and I'm the trans handy ma'am. My pronouns are she, her, and I teach compassionate DIY. We're here to help renters, LGBTQIA members, and anyone who's feeling left out in a DIY space. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Handy Ma'am Hotline. I am taking the week off, so we have a special episode here lined up for you. But I wanted to give you a rundown of all the amazing things that we have done in the last 16 days. So for those who do not know, we have traveled to 52 different cities. That's what we're currently undertaking. But in the first 16 days of my book being out, we have went to 15 different cities. It has been wild, a whirlwind. The first entire week, we were flying every single day in new time zones every different day. It was absolutely a whirlwind. We went to Seattle and New York and Atlanta, Houston, Denver, San Francisco. San Francisco was beautiful, but we went to so many different places. And then the second week, we were on the road the entire time, and we went all the way from Chicago through up to Buffalo, New York, and then all the way down in Minneapolis, Indiana last night. And now I will be taking about another week or so off to rest my brain and my wrist for signing over 3,000 autographs in the last 16 days, which has been just what a wild experience and existence that I'm currently living through. So thank you to everyone who's supported me and loved me. But I would love to tell you a few stories. And Matt is my wonderful best friend in the whole world. Matt, are you there right now? I am. Matt, you and I are just going to talk and talk for a little bit because I have a lot to discuss. And I wanted to make this episode a little bit more fun than it just being, you know, a canned episode. So I kind of wanted to talk about what I've been up to. Is that okay with you, buddy? That's fine with me. What have you been up to? Well, man, I tell you what, it has been nuts. We have had over 250 people at most of our events, Matt. And if you thought, wow, you know, we're just a small little business doing our thing. Boy, you should see these people. Holy cow. They are coming from hours away. We've had people come seven hours away, six hours away. Every single time that we go to a new location, there's someone who spent hours in line waiting for us. The other night, someone had been waiting since noon, and we got there and we did the scheduled event for 7 o'clock at night. So people were camping out with like full umbrellas and everything waiting for us to come. Lines would be wrapped around buildings and down sidewalks. We had an ice cream truck. In Buffalo, New York, show up when they saw how long the line was. This ice cream truck showed up and started serving our audience because they were like, oh, there's a need here. So I might as well fill that. And then there was a a balloon maker who was in line who got his balloons and then made everyone balloon animals down the line, too. It was wild ride. Yesterday in Indianapolis, someone brought a hot dog stand and made hot dogs for people in line. 
It's just, it, Matt, it has been a whirlwind, my friend. It sounds like a whole economy just pops up around your lines. It kind of does. We were joking about how much we have been bringing to this little community. People would go into lines and hang out with people and become friends. Multiple people were like, yeah, no, we were like friends with these people. No, 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 you know, like it, it's it's really been eye-opening to see the impact that we're having in such a large way. Not to mention, Maddie, my book hit number one on the New York Times bestseller list underneath the advice section. It's the first book written by a trans woman in that section underneath a vice that has ever hit number one. And so I looked up a little bit about the New York Times thing too. And the reason how-to and advice books have their own category is that they completely overcrowd all other nonfiction. Yes. So if it was, it's not like you number one in this like side category. It's like if you were allowed in the other category, you would have been number one there too. Yeah, and the reason why that matters, and thank you for clarifying that, Matt, for a lot of people who are listening, is because we were number one in the entire country for sales. If we were went if if the number one bestseller list was just for sales, we would have beat out every book. That's how much books my I sold. So in the entire United States we sold the most books in an entire week. That's wild, Maddie. That's wild. Like what kind what do I even say to that? I don't even my know brain how is to, broken. Yeah, I don't even know how to quantify that in my head that like how widely successful we have been and how like th- these is just still the building blocks. This is still the building blocks of something and we're growing this into something. We're not having reached the that that peak of the mountain yet. And seeing all the impact we've been having is absolutely nuts. You know, the independent bookstores who have been hosting us, Matt, have been blown away. A lot of them will be like, I've never seen this many people in our store in a single week, let alone a day, you know. And some of these bookstores are like, uh, you know, as, as small as like 350 or 400 square feet. Some of these are tiny. We have to have the line go outside in order to fit people. And some of these bookstores are much bigger. Some of them, like in one in Elliott Bay in Seattle, I think, they were very large and beautiful, but they had no air conditioning. So people were waiting in line in like 95 degree weather inside of the, the bookstore, but people were willing to do that. And we're getting through about 250 to 300 people every two hours. So we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good at getting through. Me, Danny, and Basil have a system down in order to make sure that we see a lot of people, that I'm still connecting to people. You know, it's really important for me. Like, one of the things I really like is to learn people's names and make eye contact with them and just chill with them for a second or laugh with them while I'm signing their book. And they might only get, like, 30 seconds with me, but we try to make those 30 seconds really count. And I, I try my best to get through as many people, but then also have quality interactions with them as much as I possibly can. So, oof, boy, what a whirlwind, Maddie. Man, I, I have so much to tell you, but I wanted to tell you about what happened today. <laughs> I've seen some text messages about this. Yeah, I have been texting the group page today um, about what has been going on. We've had no problems traveling. 
at all. We had no problems flying, no problems driving until today. We were coming from Indianapolis, Indiana, which is a pretty short drive to Madison. It's like five hours. Not that bad for us since we were doing eight-hour days in the car, right? So we get all the way to Chicago, maybe like an hour outside of Chicago, like 45 minutes out of Chicago. And one of the tires went flat on our vehicle that we were renting. And we were like, oh, no. But unfortunately, we were on the far left side of the road. (laughs) So Danny was going to pull over on that side. But that would have been so dangerous because the side of the, 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 the car that was facing the road would have been the side that I would have to change a tire on. So Danny... With a flat tire, crossed four lanes. (laughs) (laughs) We did it as safely as we could. And then we were on the other side. And then as we're changing the tire, right, something that we encountered was that there was no tire iron in the damn car, the the, the rental we got. There was no tire iron. And there was also torque picks on the lug nuts. So I couldn't even get them off with whatever we had. So we couldn't do it. So then all of a sudden, these two guys showed up with a tow truck. (laughs) They just showed up. We were going to call AAA, but they just showed up with a tow truck. And at that point in time, I just wanted to get us off the highway, Manny. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with paying whatever the fuck we need. We just need to get off this highway. So we did that. But (laughs) me, Danny and Basil were shoved in the middle of the front of this truck. With one grown man on one side and another grown man on the other side. And Danny, between their legs, was the shifter. That's the situation we're finding ourselves in, okay? Wait, so you have, like, five people? Five people in a cab of two. Like, (laughs) um, this was a cab that was max three, you know? This was wild. Basil sat on my lap and like held on to their switch with the with their entire life like their 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 game you know their the game console switch yeah. they're like holding on to it because it's like their lifeline <laughs> and me and Danny are just making eye contact the entire time while this one guy is talking about mediterranean food <laughs> and how we you know you can wait for your car getting fixed and get some nice mediterranean food and then, man, whenever he had a shift and he had to go in between Danny's leg, oh, my God, Matt, it was fucking wild. His hand was like the claw machine going down. <laughs> but so we, we get to this place, and then we, we got, like, shook down by these guys, Matt. We got shook down by these guys. As soon as we left the the truck, they turned around to Danny and are like, who's paying for this? <laughs> Now, Who's they, paying for this? Did they quote you a price or anything before this? Oh yeah, but I knew it was bullshit. I knew he told me two fifty, and I knew right away when he said two fifty was all. Oh, you mean four? You mean four hundred? You know. But the final price he quoted was was four forty five. Jeez. <laughs> you know, for for the tow took is like seven miles, dude. <laughs> but again, I made that executive decision in that moment where our safety. And everything mattered at that point, and we were so tired. I was like, oh, I know we could call AAA and and whatnot, but you know we should just do it this way. So we get there and we get a discount tire, <laughs> and then we make some calls. And we Maggie tells us that we actually need to be an enterprise. We should have been an enterprise the whole time, but we we kind of had to do some rigmarole get the get the second car. 
And after like two and a half, three hours, we're finally on the road. But we were going from a Volkswagen Atlas, which is like an SUV. This is a huge bus of a car, okay? We were going from that to a Honda hatchback. And the size difference, Matt, I swear to God, is like a hundred square feet. <laughs> it is the, the size difference between these two vehicles. Like Danny pulls up in this hatchback and I like look at them like, how the fuck we're going to get our luggage in there? Yeah, you had what? a significant amount oh, of luggage. Oh, yeah. I mean, Matt just saw us load in after we got back tonight. And I mean, that, I mean the amount of luggage that we had was... And I mean, we were gone for 16 days. You know what I mean? And we had boxes of T-shirts that we never ended up selling, by the way, because we're just going to sell them online because it's too hard for us to run the event and also sell all the T-shirts. Because, again, we weren't expecting the, the lines to be 250 plus people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it's like it, it, we can't do any extra. Because we have so many people, we have a really focus on making sure we, we can get them out safely and, and timely, you know. So we get into this little hatchback. We pack this thing so tight, Matt, that they just like like put stuff on top of me. And Danny cannot see out of the back window. We literally have, we, there's no way for us to do anything besides just exist inside this car and turn into like little potatoes. So we're driving like an hour. We get past the Wisconsin line. Okay, and out of nowhere, we hear another pop. Oh no! And we're like, "Are you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? There's no way!" And we hear a pop, and then we're fine, but we started smelling like the smell of burning oil. And I said to Danny, "I was like, you know, I think we're okay. I think I'm just being paranoid, but I would get ready to pull over." So Danny does. And then we started hearing a clipping noise, like something that was catching or something. Mm. And then I was like, Danny, you need to pull over right now. And right when I said that, there was this crash like site that was designed to like pull, you know, crash cars into and do investigations on it. So it's like this, this open area, essentially, almost like a mini rest stop that doesn't have a rest stop, you know? Okay. So we pull off into the side there and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get out. I get out, open the trunk, open the hood, rather, and I don't see an oil pan. There's no oil pan in the car. And I'm, like, looking, like, where, where is the oil pan? Now, is oil something a car needs? You know, Matt, I am not the trans car lady. I'm going to be honest to you. Uh, but I do believe a car needs oil. <laughs> and... I think when when we pulled over, the amount of oil that dropped out was insane, right? Like, none of that oil was being used in the engine anymore, so now it's going to ooze out. Spray all over everything. But that was the thing. The back of the the hatchback was covered in it. I think what happened was the oil pan, I don't know what they did. I think because they were giving us another car, they were just, like, rushing, I think. And they weren't properly doing stuff, so... We were driving with a loose oil pan, I think, in the car. So when we hit a bump, that pan went flying, which I hope everyone behind us is okay. But then I can only imagine because we can't see out the back window, Matt. We have no idea <laughs> if the oil shot behind us like that. <laughs> You're just Mario Kart. Covered... It's Mario Kart. Yeah, I think we just greased the fucking cars behind us. 
<laughs> that would explain all these cars passing us really angrily. <laughs> but and we got out of the car and we do the investigation and we see the back of the hatchback and it is covered in oil. I mean, it is so bad. It's covered in oil. And I'm like, well, I don't know what the hell we did. So we call, you know, Maggie. Maggie helped us coordinate to get another tool truck. <laughs> we empty out the entire car. And we call Atlas, who is Danny's partner. And he comes and saves the day. But he has to pack us in even more than we did other times because he had some stuff in his car. But also, there's four of us now instead of three. So... You know, they just packed us in like sardines. It was wild. It was absolutely not so but so. But that was tonight. So we got here like four hours later than we were supposed to. But we got here finally. And now I'm going to take about maybe, I'm probably going to end up taking a week to, to, to two weeks off now. And then I'll be back towards the end of the month making videos and content and doing more podcasts. And then probably going to be gone for another two weeks for the book tour that's going to start in Boston, go all the way down in the East Coast, and then end in Tampa. If you want to know where we're going to be, as always, you can go to my website and you can find a full list. So go to mercurystardust.com with all of the upcoming and remaining spots for the tour. There are about 37 or 38 locations remaining. We got an East Coast, West Coast, and Midwest tour still lined up coming in the fall. So, Matt, there you have it. That's what I'm up to, buddy. But all that being said, without further ado-do, I'm going to let Matt play this special episode for you. And thank you all so much for listening. And thank you to every single person who has come out and supported me, especially those who have brought in trans kiddos. To all the amazing trans kids, if they're listening to me at all, thank you for coming out it was a special treat to see you and meet you all in person i love you a great deal and it was an honor to uh shake all of your hands it really mattered a lot to me so yeah there you go manny now go get some rest oh time to sleep so have fun listening to the episode bye-bye should we put headphones on and make this part of the yeah, we can pre-show make, after show we can show make, show? We make this part of the pre-show after show show show. Oh, there I am. <laughs> you just had your volume down. Yeah, that was what was happening. I'm going to go get a stand and my phone and then charge my phone. And then, do you want me to grab some batteries? Wow, Maggie! For the light, way to take my thunder. I was gonna be oh. like Maggie, and I'm gonna change the light for you. Okay. And then you just interrupted me. I to tell I like me. to be helpful. Wow, I couldn't <laughs> tell. Uh, <laughs> Sassy. I know, Maggie. I've been spending the last five days isolated in my home because yeah. everyone thought I should take a break. And then I'm taking a break. It was a forced break, by the way. I felt like I was doing a break at gunpoint. Uh, and I absolutely hated it. I hated it. <laughs> for those who don't know, we're recording a podcast. This is an after-show pre-show. And for those on the podcast, Mercury is on live stream also. <laughs> yeah, I should probably have mentioned that before. Eating and drinking on a podcast. Everyone's favorite thing. Everyone loves chewing on a podcast, right? Maggie, don't do it to me. Why would you do that? You're doing it to me. I wasn't doing it on purpose, though. You were did it right into my eardrum. Don't stop it, Maggie. 
Maggie, <laughs> I have never been more serious about firing you than I am you right can. now. <laughs> you can't fire me. You're right. <laughs> I do not have shit. You're right. Maggie outsmarted me. <laughs> you stuck with me now, bitch. Right on top of that rose. Huh? What'd you say? Right on top of that rose. Right on top of that rose. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. What is happening? <laughs> You've never heard that quote? No, I have no idea what you're referencing. The right the babysitter, Rose, uh, is babysitting these punk-ass kids from, like, the 90s or 80s, late 80s, early 90s in the movie. And uh, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Oh, yeah, no, I know that movie. Yeah. But, but so, you, hold well, on. <laughs> I literally came in here and be like, I need to get some drinky drinks. And then all of a sudden, I heard, I heard your response, and I'm like, "What is, what is happening? How do those two get related?" <laughs> well, because you said, I thought you said we need to get some drinks. Like you were, it seemed like you were asking me to get more drinks, and I said, "Right on top of that, Rose." <laughs> that that's just like has been my response for the last twenty years when people tell me to do something. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're going to do a Patreon-only episode, which is right after the episode. We do before the episode is recorded. Okay. We call it the before-after show. Okay, cool. Yeah, the before... the, be, the what, How do we say the after show before show? The pre-show after show. The pre-show, pre-show after show. show, yeah. Where we record it pre-show, but we release it after show. Okay, lovely, wonderful. Yeah, it it makes a lot of sense. I'm I'm sure no one's confused by it. I respect the process. Mm-hmm. Do you want to begin that part, Matt? I'm being nice to Danny. Me and fucking Maggie just go right into it. Yeah, I'm already rolling. You're already rolling. Okay, yeah. Okay, what do your what do your Patreon people listen to? What do you talk to them about? What do I talk to them about? Yeah, uh, literally nothing. Oh, I mean, that. I'm sure some of them are like, "Wow, she's so insightful," and other people are like, "She talks about farts a lot," and that is the extent. <laughs> that is the that is literally the the extent of my personality to my Patreon only listeners. Okay, like cool. I there it's is very authentic. Uh, yeah, if if you think that I am either really intelligent or full of fart jokes, is that what you think I am like in real life? I think yes. <laughs> you, you know, I have never regretted a decision so fast <laughs> as having me on your yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, literally. That's really fair. It's like you just showed up to the pre-show after show, and I'm like, we're gonna record a whole episode. What the fuck is this gonna be like? And then right away, Danny's like. You're full of farts. You uh, do make fart jokes a lot. Oh, so How much. How often do you talk about your butthole? I mean, a, a good amount. <laughs> I feel like my friends know more about my butthole than my doctors do. <laughs> <laughs> I've met your doctor, maybe. The other night, this is true. The other night, I farted so loud I woke up ZZ in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't wake up. I didn't wake up. Oh, my God. I woke them up, but <laughs> I didn't wake up. ZZ said I farted, and I went... <clears throat> <laughs> I like having an abundance of things to be able to give away to my friends. Um and like cherry tomato plants are really easy to grow and there's always a lot of them so that way I can mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. grow more than I need and then give some to you. Here's a confession. Okay. Most of the time when my friends give me produce, I don't eat it. 
<laughs> Mercury. Because, like, I feel obligated. I feel what? obligated. I literally told you a week ago I was going to grow you some radishes this summer, and you oh, just that's... listened to that with a straight face. Yeah. Well, that's different. Oh, okay. Why? That I, because I'll eat radishes. <laughs> I like radishes. <laughs> I feel obligated to take a head of lettuce. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you want this lettuce? Yeah, sure. You know, for those who don't know, <laughs> I I eat radishes. I have my pocket radishes that I have with me <laughs> at all times. I'm not. Even she kidding. says like it's the most normal thing in the world. <laughs> it is not that abnormal. They're just like candy. Radishes are like candy because they're a little bit bitter, and you know, like they're a good kick in the butt. Like if you're not like if you don't have anything. Um, like if you don't have anything to munch on, mm-hmm. they fit in your pocket and they're easy to munch on. Mm-hmm. They're little mini radishes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have my pocket radishes I carry with me most places. And then I have my car radishes. So when I'm driving, I have a, a radish or two when I'm driving. <laughs> God I... damn it. I, you're looking at me like I'm an insane person. <laughs> and I don't think it's that weird. I really don't. I think of all of the things about you that remind me that you grew up in a very small town in Wisconsin. Yeah. I think it's the pocket radish phenomena that does it for me. Is it? It's not the fact that I still talk about Tractor Day? What the fuck is Tractor Day? You know what Tractor Day? You don't no, know what? You, I do not you've know. never heard of Tractor Day? No. Tractor Day is when all the kids would bring their tractor to school. Oh. Once a year. Yep. Uh-huh. And if you didn't have a tractor, you brought your lawnmower. Oh. You, everyone had a lot riding lawnmower. Was there a social hierarchy to it, I would imagine? I mean, yeah. The people who brought nationals got looked down at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to bring your John Deere. You don't fucking come to school with a fucking national. My grandpa was a milkman. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. How was that job? Uh, from what I have heard about it, not great. Not great. No? Nope. Nope. Not great. Uh, didn't pay that well. I did not know that it was like a it was like a newspaper person. Yeah. Didn't pay that well. Um, did he fuck people? Jesus Christ, Danny, <laughs> Danny, Jesus Christ! This is the last time. <laughs> I swear to God, Matt, you can take that out, but you can't. You can't just leave that open for me and I, expect yeah, me. To I, take what do you mean it? open? It wasn't <laughs> open. The door wasn't even existed. You just went through the wall like Kool Aid, man. <laughs> You're like, oh, let me bring up her grandpa and see, see if he I fucked anyone. I didn't bring up your grandpa. No. You said you said the nuclear family and the milkman, and then you said my grandpa was a milkman, and you know what? Not once did I say anything about fucking. I didn't say anything about fucking at all, and you brought up fucking in a relation to my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> like Danny, that's okay. on you. That's okay. on you, Danny. That'll be the last time. I uh I'm sorry I'm coming coming into today like all talked out. I've been in meetings for like two days straight. Yeah, and I <laughs> I've been on the bike for two days straight. So, you know. I the way I said that was the most condescending way. I'm like fine then. Yeah, I've been Good on for the, you. I've been on the bike for two days straight, you know. <laughs> uh I got a bicycle. Uh, yeah. a couple of days ago, and I I got an e bike, which has changed my life forever. <laughs> uh, I got a Toho Elux e bike, 
And thank you to the people who gave me a massive discount at the e-bike store because they <laughs> recognized me. That's so cool. The perks of being somewhat weirdly only very kind of famous in certain <laughs> circles. Uh, it w- it's been really nice. Uh, for those who don't know, when I first started TikTok, uh, me, people would always ask me what my, my favorite hobby was, and I would mm-hmm. always say cycling. Mm-hmm. Um, cycling is my favorite thing in the world. I don't know if I'll ever be able to do it, but I've want burp. I've wanted to do a double solo century for mm. years. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. I've wanted for those who don't know what that is. A double solo century is a hundred miles there, a hundred miles back, mm-hmm. and you're all alone. There I've done sixty five. Have you round trip? I was hell bent on doing it. But they're really dangerous. I mean, yeah. people have died doing these. Um, they're really intense. Uh, you know, like there's a bunch of different um, websites that are devoted to sentry yeah. um, runs, and there's a bunch of different like products, like heart monitors mm-hmm. and emergency call response. Like if you get knocked off your bike, they call you know the mm-hmm. ambulance right away and locate you. There's a lot of those kind of things, and but I just really wanted it. I really wanted to do a double solo century really bad because if you know me in real life, you'll know that I don't know how to do anything half-assed. <laughs> I have to go all in. Uh-huh. Either, either I can't just be someone who casually does a bike. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. I'm no. the same way. I, I have to. Be I was all the in. one who, yeah, we talked about this recently with your new bike. I was like, yeah, I got into bikes. And then I had five bikes, and then I built a bike, and then I would go bike camping, and then I would would ride thirty miles and sixty five miles. <laughs> and like, yeah, I I feel you. <laughs> it's really, <clears throat> I'm that way with everything. Yeah, like too. I am that with this business with TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just I throw my entire life. Yeah, into I can't it. like just do knitting. I can I actually like you know went as far as to like build a whole uh, business selling knit goods, and then also designing knit patterns (laughs) (laughs) even with burlesque like people are like hey do you want to go back to burlesque and it's hard for me to imagine to go back to burlesque and not give it my all like not be all in it was that a lunchable yeah but not just any lunchable it's a pizza lunchable Mm. the far superior lunchable they are. If you are going to be a lunchable, you should be a pizza lunchable. <laughs> Maggie, if you were a lunchable, what would you be? Uh, a soy-free one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let me a little context. I'm allergic to soy. There is soy in nearly every like baked good here in Wisconsin. <laughs> so the crackers <laughs> have soy because they use soy flour, and I can't eat any of them. I'd be very careful with the bread and the crackers and the things that I eat. <laughs> I honestly think that every Wisconsinite comes out with a cheese head and the fact that uh, we're, we can't be allergic to soy. If we live in, <laughs> there's definitely people who are, but I mean, they ship you, they ship you to, uh, um, to Minnesota if you're yeah. allergic to soy. <laughs> <laughs> Because like it is, in, it is. You're, it's in you're, everything. It is. It Ziggy is has tried everything. to bring me donuts like three times, and she's like, "I think I got the right one this time." And we oh. look at the ingredients; is like contains soy. <laughs> really? Yeah. That sucks. It, it was not an issue in Texas, in Austin. Like it was in some things, but not like I mean, it's like literally in every baked good. I want you to know that um, I am going to spread red sauce on a white 
tablecloth. Oh shit! I'm with a. I mean, am I rolling the dice? Yes. Technically, it's not a tablecloth. It's a shower curtain. Because <laughs> <laughs> be- I went to Target in person and they didn't have any tablecloths, so I just got a shower curtain. <laughs> God damn it! This company. Ooh, sorry. Yeah, that's better. I think I heard it before I saw it. <laughs> My burp. <laughs> I was like, what is that noise? Oh, yeah, okay, uh, I see. <laughs> uh, I feel like in the last year I have aged so much. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like the older I get, the more of like a grandparent I get with how I talk and do things. Like, I'm like, <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> yeah, I grunt a lot more than I used yeah. to when I yeah. move. <laughs> like, 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 um, I always hate comparing myself to like men, but like my grandpa, who would just be like, "Oh, hey, it was good to see you," and then he would sit on the couch and he would go like right away. Uh, <laughs> I think the, everybody's grandpa did yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, at, at every family gathering ever. And I, <laughs> last night, I was like, "Oh yeah, I love you." You know, I'm, I'm talking to Zizi, and you're having a good night. And I sit down, and three minutes later, I am apparently out. I was out on the couch, like I, my head was right back, oh, and drool was just coming out like <laughs> like a dog in a fucking water bowl, you know. Uh-huh. And ZZ said that I was out for forty forty five minutes. Yeah, I was like done. Okay. I didn't record the part where you were asking me though. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Do you want to record the? pre-show after show with me while maggie's eating great job sounded like the first take (laughs) (laughs) this is just like old times maggie is now here and me matt were having a private conversation and we were recording he said i could come in (laughs) (laughs) i asked him (laughs) no we're we're just chilling we're talking about the good old days with me and matt being a co-host for a show oh yeah and people would get naked for money. Yeah. You know, good old day. Showing your butt for money. <clears throat> it was a good show. You know, Matt never stripped for us once. It's a shame. I was just working my way up to it. Yeah. He was, <laughs> after five years. Yeah, after five years, Matt was getting real close. We were getting close. We we're like, no, this might happen. It might happen. It was never going to happen. It was never going to happen. We had a bartender at one of the venues we used to be at. Um. Uh. Ooh, fuck. Well, JD. Uh, and JD would, every single week, we had this bit where every if we were doing uh, the like intermission. Uh-huh. I'm like, everyone go get drinks from JD, you know? Uh, everyone make sure you get this and you get that. And also bring me, a, you know, a shot of cranberry juice or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. And JD then would be like, what? You know? And I'd be like, what? What do you want, JD? And then he would be like, uh, make sure you tip me good or whatever. You know, we would just do uh-huh. a bit back and forth. And then JD would almost always take his shirt off and we would play, <laughs> we would play a song. And then JD would like, well, I think one time he got on top of a bar, didn't he, Matt? Didn't he? Yes. He got on top of a bar, the bar. And JD like owned it. Like, he was like nice. really good at getting naked for strangers. Like really good at it. <laughs> it was really I think he literally did a burlesque act one time with us, didn't he? That I don't remember. But I, I have ADHD Mercury. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Matt, so do I. Oh no. Are you saying that this is like we're bad at being friends because of this? 
<laughs> I'm saying it's amazing that we've stayed friends for so long, despite both being terrible at maintaining the friendship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real. For real. This is why we've always had had obligations with one another in mm-hmm. order to actually be able to maintain a relationship. Like, like I think we went like maybe a year and a half, two years not seeing each other after mm-hmm. we ended our podcast. And then we started doing a weekly show and saw each other all the time. Never talk. Like... <laughs> The only time we talked was when we were on stage together or when Mm -hmm. Matt was off stage in the voice of God microphone. And then I was on stage with my boobs and stuff. Uh, And it was a good time. (laughs) Right, Matt? It was a great time. Okay, good. I think it's funny that you're like looking up to the ceiling waiting for his response, like as if he is speaking from the heavens. For those who don't know, (laughs) Matt is in a whole different room than we are. He's on the other side of the door. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is a different room, Maggie, <laughs> and we are <laughs> we are in this little podcast studio, and I can't see Matt, but mm-hmm. I can hear him, <laughs> kind of like God. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I'm looking up at the ceiling because I'm like, is this is this the? It's me, God. It's this, me, no. God, Margaret. What is that that book name? Wait, what? Um, are you there, God? It's me. Margaret. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. It's a little girl who wants to get her boobs. Oh, Jesus, really? <laughs> it's a very condensed oh. version of that. <laughs> Does it work out? I don't remember. <laughs> I was a kid when I read it. Does it work out? <laughs> I think as much as any, I mean, any probably never gonna you read know, it, so preteen angst end. book works out. <laughs> That's they so go through funny. puberty and they turn into little monsters. <laughs> Hey, uh, you know that one book, uh, you know, where, where there's a girl named Bella and there's a guy named named Edward and he's a vampire? Does it work out? <laughs> I'm going to ask people that now. <laughs> does it work out? <laughs> does, it, does it work out? <laughs> you know, Ob- uh, um, um, Obama's uh, autobiography? Does it work out? <laughs> It worked out. The sequel's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, the sequel. Yeah, the, the immediate follow-up was just not what it, what you wanted it to be. Don't get me wrong. I'm not against landlords. No, I am. I am. That's not true. I am against. I'm against the very premise of a landlord. Yeah. I mean, you're 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 literally called a landlord. What mm-hmm. what the fuck do you want me to tell you? There is yeah, no the lord of the land. Yeah, like Back there from is the evil time. there is no way. <clears throat> to be a landlord in this industry mm-hmm. and and be ethical you can be more ethical or less ethical mm-hmm. but you can't be ethical do you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i don't even if even if you are a landlord and you have one person who's living in your attic right mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's more of a roommate situation, yeah. and I understand, right? But a lot of times, it starts there, mm-hmm. right? And it almost always expands a little bit, right? A lot of landlords start that way. So, like, yeah, a duplex, that's also, a, a lot of people buy du- duplexes when they mm-hmm. first um, move in. When they first property, they'll buy a duplex. They'll rent out the other side while they live in that one side. And then when they move out of that duplex and buy a house, then they have both of that duplex. And that's how Mm -hmm. they do that. That's how they get property. And they use it as passive income. 
And I fucking hate when landlords tell me they got passive income from it. Mm-hmm. I like that's just it. It, fe- it, it feels it feels seedy. It feels yeah. seedy and not right. And I and and I hear you. I don't want to. I'm not trying to pass judgment. It's just really hard for me as someone who's been struggling most of her life mm-hmm. to hear people talk about property like it is a way to like better yourself instead of like using it to support something or someone. Mm-hmm. And I just. Mm, I just don't like it. There is one of the reasons why we have a property value problem in this country is because people hoard fucking land Mm -hmm. and they hoard housing. And I just think it's really inhumane in a lot of ways. And I don't know. It just makes me really upset. And I always, you know, I'm going to support people and I love when landlords Mm -hmm. are trying to be as ethical as they can. And honestly, we're in we're in a society where we need landlords. We're in yeah. a society where like the the system is so broken. Landlords can sometimes be in a bayonet mm-hmm. because the government ain't come knocking. They're not going to help us. Yeah, the subsidized housing is almost a joke mm-hmm. in this country. So like you know, I don't know what to tell you. You know, we kind of need them to some extent. So it, it's very difficult because we need so much housing too that. Um, apartments tend to be one of the only ways to yeah. get enough housings quickly, you know? Mm-hmm. But you know what I really f- like to do? I like to do maintenance. Mm-hmm. It's what I do for fun, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so what do I do? I come here on Sundays and I'll like do stuff yeah. here on Sundays that it was my only real day off, but like I get to fucking do shit. But then I'm in the office, yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah, but you know we don't book any meetings and and all that. But yeah, you're and even when you don't come in, I know that you're watching the content and you're looking constantly. at the comments and you're you're you have a way of like being really um, aware of everything that's happening on your channel. Like I I see your content and I wa- read a lot of the comments, but like I know that you're doing it a lot when you're not here. That's a really good observation. We've never fully talked about that, mm-hmm. but I am one hundred percent tuned into my audience. Yeah, and I don't always interact with my audience because mm-hmm. if I did, it would wear me out. I think now you that are I, reading and watching. Oh, now that I'm medicated, I might interact more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a part of the thing is, is I couldn't because I would get distracted. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I would read the comments, and then if I would interact, then I would just completely forget about what was happening. Right. But now I can read the comments. Um. And connect maybe in a lot of ways too, but I don't always comment because if I do, it sometimes re- leaves me down. Like a reply would throw me yeah. off the whole night. Yeah. So yeah. But I would say that it gives you a knowledge of your audience that I think a lot of content creators don't take the time to do, which has benefited you greatly. Like you know, you know them really well. You know, like I think I commented this on one of your videos recently. Like you, your audience or this com- you know community of people who you know, are active on your profile and your pages and Patreon and things like that. They are like another member of Mercury Stardust Media because like so much of what we do is built around what is what do they need and what is the best for your audience and how you can interact with them and how you can connect with them. I don't think that's hyperbole either. I think that's Mm -mm. like genuinely because it is a large part of what we like. So like when we were doing the book tour stuff. Mm hmm. You know, um, things didn't go the way we wanted it to with our publisher and and what they wanted to commit to and what we wanted to commit to. We had a very different views 
on what the book tour was going to be. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a very big believer in I'm going to trust myself. Mm-hmm. So we knew the book tour had to be what we wanted. You know, originally it was going to be 36, but then someone mentioned it to me that, you know, it was a really big number and kind of like unheard of and a little, you know, we bit off a little bit too, more than we could chew. And then I said, <laughs> fuck you, we're doing 50. And now that's how we're doing 51 cities. Because yeah. uh, don't you ever tell me, when I'm telling you this is what I want to do, mm-hmm. the worst thing you could do, the most disrespectful thing you could do is tell me how I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It is, I like, I didn't think about how hard this is going to be. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't think about all the logistics. Yeah. Like, I am not t- intelligent enough to know my limitations. Fuck you. I was mm-hmm. a professional traveling performer yeah. when it comes to on the road living i bet you i know more about that shit than you do yeah. don't tell me what i can and cannot handle in a yeah. two-week time period mm-hmm. you know like 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 we, i think the the most we're doing is is it 15 cities in 17 days um i think it's 13 <clears throat> in 17 days and yeah in that's like nothing 16 days that's fine that's fine you know there's going to be a lot of running, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you first mentioned it, like I remember I, I did ask, I was like, that's a lot. Are you sure about that? And you said yes. And I was like, okay. I, I'm showing a lot of leg today. Not like, mm. not like I'm showing leg, like I'm showing off my skin, but like more like I'm showing off that I have legs on on TikTok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're just a floating torso. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what it feels like a lot of times on TikTok. It's true. Well, you can't show those feet. Yeah, you got to watch out for those feet. And if you do show your feet, people get really, woo! <laughs> if you show your feet, people are like, what are you doing? For free? <laughs> constantly. I know. It, the, the comment section is constantly, like, watching out for your feet. There's, like, two things the comment section on every video care about. Um, my hair. Always my hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my feet. If my feet are showing... It's a crisis. It's when a you crisis. sit back, you're not in the screen. I'm Maggie. Hold on. I'm just letting you know. I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm a professional, Maggie. <laughs> okay. You're the one chewing into the microphone. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, can you edit that out? <laughs> no, he cannot. <laughs> I'm teasing. I no, know. He... This is the pre-show, after-show, show-show. No, I'm eating your... I'm going to eat your nuts now. <laughs> We're children. <laughs> We're children. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. how's your day? My flying down. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what somebody said? Not really. <laughs> and it like, doesn't look like it from here. It's like barely. No, it's like like my two zips. Oh. <laughs> no, my, I'm not going to change it now. I'm not going to change it. <laughs> I'm going to leave it. Stop looking at her crotch, people. No. I think that's transphobic. <laughs> I think it's transphobic. I think it's transphobic to be to be looking at my crotch and trying to figure things out. <laughs> yeah. oh, um, but I appreciate you. For anybody wondering what it's like to work with Mercury Stardust, we probably, like... 
don't work half of the day. Because <laughs> we're actually just joking around and laughing. Yeah, we're, we, I think we get, in, we get in laughing fits like 80% yeah. of the time, man. It's necessary. It's like, you know, it clears the air. It, it clears your head. It lets you I feel like working chillax. with me is um, one part laughing constantly. Uh-huh. One part very serious, kind of sad conversations about where trans people fit yeah. into the world. Yeah. And then one part batshit crazy idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then also one part making really tough decisions. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like, you know what? I feel like it's two parts laughing all the time. If we're going to have four parts, I was going with three, you know? But if we're going to have four parts, Maggie, mm. two of those parts are definitely <laughs> laughing, all the, laughing all the time. And then one part, you know, tough conversations. And then one part making decisions and doing bad shit, crazy ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are. We do very little work <laughs> in that scenario. We're doing like we do 25% work. But is, somehow we're also doing way too much. <laughs> yeah, because we're talking all the time. <laughs> Because we're 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 literally <laughs> laughing too much, you know. But I but I don't know. I think it's it, it keeps us grounded in a lot yeah. of ways. I feel like, you know, the sometimes sometimes I feel that little urge to be taken too seriously. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like it's so easy as a content creator to be like, yeah, this is. This is who I am. I'm the trans handyman. Look at me. I'm mm-hmm. so cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it's like, it, it's really easy mm-hmm. to start like projecting that on every scenario. Like, sure. how dare you? <laughs> I am the trans handyman. You don't know my name? <gasps> so you like it when we take you down a peg or two. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I do. I do. But it also that happens from my spouse mouse. My spouse mouse literally. Oh, but Zizi gives it to you. Zizi, oh my god, Zizi <laughs> takes me down five pegs every day. They're too smart for their own good. Yeah, multiple times a day, Zizi will remind me that I'm like mediocre in most of the things. <laughs> you know, like Zizi. Zizi um, will say that um, I'm like the most forgetful person in the world, which is. I mean, pretty fucking true. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm pretty forgetful, but like, I'm so forgetful that I drink like half of everything. Oh yeah, no, I I dump out like multiple cans yeah. of soda and drinks a day. Like, I just did it this morning. I, I literally, I'll just turn them upside down in the sink and leave them for somebody else to clean. Up. I so for those who don't know, I have ADHD. Um, I'm medicated now, but I'm I'm definitely. Still very much ADHD. Yeah. Like, I have very, very strong symptoms. And one of the things is that I'll have multiple drinks going mm-hmm. at any given time, but I always forget about them before I can finish them. So there are just a bunch of half, yeah. half drink drinks uh, all I'll, around the studio. I'll put down a root beer or a Red Bull, and then I'll walk away and then be like, why is it warm? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'll have two drinks of the same kind open at the same time yeah. for different parts of the room. <laughs> So you don't have to carry it. Yeah, 100%. I don't think I did it on purpose. I think I do it on accident and it just leave becomes... leave it in one area yes. and you get another one. Yeah, and then yeah. I forget that I opened it. 
And then I'm just like, I have like, at some point, I have like three root beers I'm working on at any given time. And then at one point, they're like different temperatures. So then I hold it. And I'm like, what? Why is this? Like, oh, taste is where's good. my cold one? Yeah, where's my cold one? Oh, my God. And I always think the cold one is the right one, you know? Um, Ziggy said she was tracking like how many drinks we go through in a week so she knows how much to oh, buy. No. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to know those I, numbers. I don't want to know. A lot of trans femmes are like cottagecore. And a lot of trans masks are like punk rock. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like they're not saying that's like the, those are the, the most universal ones, but mm-hmm. they are, that's fucking, that's a fucking type. <laughs> you know, a lot of trans femmes I know fucking like Mm-hmm. Cute little fucking dresses from the night. You know, it's not very uncommon for us to be dressing like we're 1950s little pinup mm-hmm. girls, you know. And then uh, trans mask folks just sometimes like they just roll out of fucking bed. It's like like just grease lightning. Yeah, grease. <laughs> and, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Maggie, you're right. It is grease. <laughs> Holy shit. Maggie. <laughs> Maggie! That is fucking amazing. <laughs> that is a realization that I will never forget. Oh my God. I don't like falling socks. Falling no. socks yeah, it's awful. is wild to me. I don't know why people do it. I don't know why people fold socks or underwear. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I have never understood it. It drives me bonkers. Why are we folding socks? Yeah. And underwear. Why it's are we doing? Just get shoved it? in a drawer anyway. Like, but no one. Care? Who cares if it yeah. gets wrinkly? Like yeah. who cares? <laughs> no one sees it. And if you want, if you have like nice underwear, right? Yeah. You fold that and you put that in the nice underwear drawer, right? Yeah, but like even then, like nice, like s- silky lingerie isn't going to fold very well anyway. Yeah, no, you're not ball. wrong. No, I think it's wild to me. Um, <laughs> There was a partner way back when I I um went into her drawer to you know get in um a massager mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh and and I saw that she had every single thing just neatly folded mm-hmm. and all her underwear was like folded perfectly mm-hmm. and I was like this is disgusting I don't know <laughs> Nick is I don't like know why that d- a folding that. king he is really? so good at folding that like I won't even touch his clothes because I cannot do it justice because he gets them really tight and nice and clean and neat and stacked and he folds them in this like special way, and I'm like, I really? will never fold your clothes because I, can I cannot do it. Can as we well share as you. Nick as, as a husband? <laughs> can Nick come over and and like maybe once a week I get Nick, you know, <laughs> just for laundry. But also, someone just said on our live stream that uh, they never have matched sack socks. I want to reveal something to Maggie right now. Maggie, look down at my socks right now. Oh, they're, I mean, you know, they're in the same family. <laughs> yeah, I never wear matching socks. But some days, some days, it's like I wear two white socks, but the white socks are, are not, not the same brand. Same. Yeah, sometimes I wear, but it's it's gotten so extreme that sometimes I wear an ankle sock and sometimes I wear a Crucia. <laughs> couldn't do that the yeah, sensory no, overload I, I, my body would experience maggie if i have socks <laughs> i will like if i got two mismatched socks and then the last ones and one's just like a toe sock and the <laughs> other is like a long fucking thigh high i'm gonna wear those those are the last two sh- socks i have it would be madness not See, to just, wear them i just you know go buy more socks <laughs> 
<laughs> I would buy more socks before I wore this is that never heavily mismatched. This has never divided our audience <laughs> online more. People, people are like, oh no, Mercury. No, I thought you were better than this. <laughs> but you have like a lot of autism followers yeah. too that like well, me that are just like, oh my god, two different sensations on my feet. I would absolutely scream. <laughs> yeah, it, I I will say it's a it's something to get used to. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not my go-to move. It's to wear one knee high and then one ankle high. It's not my go-to. It's a super fun day. But you know, and sometimes, sometimes, um, do you always wear those one pairs of underwear that you don't want to wear? The one pair that you see and you're like, what one pair? But that one underwear that you see and you're like, no, nah, I'm not wearing that panty today. Are you that person who wears it? I'll wear it. No, no, you don't I'm wear very, it. I'm very particular. About my undergarments. Really? I just don't. I don't have underwear that I won't it, wear. I will throw it away. Oh, really? Yeah. See, now I am the opposite. I will wear it until it has so many holes in it, people start praying to it. <laughs> 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 I just realized that I'm going to have to censor myself now on the podcast. Because, because the live stream? Yeah, the live stream. <laughs> so I, I can't say I want to fuck your mom. But anyways. <laughs> oh! Whoopsie doodle. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, shit. Oh, no. Okay, let's do the podcast. <laughs> the theme song was created by Rody Walker. Questions were picked up by our production assistant, Ziggy. A big thank you to our executive producer, Basil. And this podcast was recorded and edited by Matthew Allen Hag. Thank you for listening. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Handyman Hotline, you can listen to an even longer version by supporting us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon, $10 or more, you'll be able to get an extra long 30 to 45 minute section every single week. Isn't that amazing? More of me and Maggie. Wow! So thank you so much for all those who already support us, and you too can support us and listen to more on our Patreon. Thank you. Bye-bye. So grab your hammer. 